Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Belatedly breaking down the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow, which aired uh, Tuesday night several weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm Frank Moran. I'm Dave Child. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We... Uh, the network kind of went on a little bit of a uh, hiatus to focus on Black Lives Matter, which is great, and I'm really glad it did, and I hope everyone's doing that themselves at home. But now we're back just to finish up the season, and I'm really glad to be here. That's right. Yes. So, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, the chat is up and running. Uh, so join us if, uh, you know, you're like, Hey, I want to know what these guys think several weeks after. <laughs> we didn't tell anyone we were doing this, so uh, yeah, I I'll look at, I'll see if there's a chat. I told one gentleman, he was excited, but he's not going to listen until Friday, he said. Oh, okay, great. I'm glad we got that gentleman going. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Richard. Shout out to Richard. There you go. Uh, oh, we got eight to nine people. Okay, so then I guess I have to do get the chat up. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Make it, Dave, do a little extra work there. Uh, yeah, so uh, we will be breaking it down. But, of course, uh, after this, though, it's going to be the last of Legends of Tomorrow until at least January of 2021. So all yeah. of the CW shows, due to the pandemic, have delayed production. Nothing's actually started back up yet. So they've had to push the programming. So nothing new in terms of original CW shows will be airing until at least January of 2021. So... We'll be on an extended hiatus, but no different than usual for Legends of Tomorrow. That usually is a, uh, a winter start for the show anyway. So hopefully production resumes and they're able to uh, jump in and we get them in our usual January time slots. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And whenever they return, we will board the wave rider and return as well. Right. Okay, now we're at the chat. And hello, Ivan. Hello, ER's grandpa. Hello, Louis S. And Chris Mo. Oh boy, people are actually here. It's nice to see people just jump in and then suddenly. Look at that. Yeah. They, they're excited. They come for the legends. They stay for Dave Child. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so uh, we'll go back into the way back machine, Dave Child. Uh, you know, we've had our concerns about this season in terms of uh, character development and story progression. Uh, yeah. How? Before we get everything into detail, overall, how did this season finale land for you? Um, to be honest, I think the season finale felt a little rushed to me. It just felt like it kind of... I, and I'm curious to see if, it, if there was a production restraint because of COVID. I think it happened before that. But it just kind of felt like everything happened really fast and everything kind of like rushed to the conclusion and interesting fate stuff. I don't know. This wasn't the strongest finale that we've seen of, of Legends of Tomorrow. But it still had some fun moments. Um, 
but I don't know. It didn't quite it didn't quite hit it for me. So what did you think? Well, I mean, it is interesting. We've talked about this many times, and so now that the season's over, I you know we'd always kind of uh, preface all our comments earlier, like, well, we'll see how the season ends. We'll see how the season ends in terms of the the villains for this season yeah. if they're going to be more developed and. Ultimately, if we're power ranking these villains, these come in are my least favorite villains that have been on Legends of Tomorrow. The least underdeveloped and the least interesting to me. Well, it just felt like they weren't used that much. It was it was odd. It was like a almost a villainless season. I think the best parts of the season were uh, kind of not villain related, more even character stuff with Zari. That was my favorite stuff, and and her brother and all that jazz and all the like weird little episodes like the tv episode was maybe my favorite episode of of this season but but that was only that had nothing to do with the villains it almost felt it almost felt like it had a scenario that they set up and then they kind of paid off that scenario so it didn't have anything to do with whether the villains were charismatic or not and this one when they were finally kind of paid off uh, when they kind of came to their end, it was almost very confusing. Each one, each of the ways they were kind of conquered, I had to like rewind a couple of times and be like, "Wait, is that was that it? Was that the ending? Was that was that how we finished?" And the, from from the first one falling into the loom of fate and getting kind of swallowed up by the loom of fate, to the second one getting a hug. And then saying "Live your life," and then that was like kind of the ending of these, of these villains. And I was like, okay, even though we haven't done a lot with these villains, I felt like I wanted to get a firm sense of of it ending. I wanted to get like a, something. And then there was a lot of other stuff going on, but with the world. But that wasn't that was a strange way to kind of kind of vanquish each of the each of the fate sisters. Well, uh, let's talk about the first fate that gets disposed, Atropos. I, it ties into the beginning of the episode anyway. The legends, having escaped the TV universe, are back in present-day Earth there with the fates taking over, and they make a, a plan. They're going to go attack and destroy the loom. And, and so Sarah, Constantine, and Astra, they go attack the loom, and Atropos goes to stop them. Atropos fights Sarah. They fight back and forth, back and forth. And then ultimately, when Constantine, Constantine can't destroy the loom, Sarah flings Atropos into it, and somehow that destroys both Atropos and the Loom. I don't understand why. Yeah, no one knows why. It, it, yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no even attempt at an explanation why. They don't even know why. They don't <laughs> even know. I get the sense. The one thing I did like about it is they threw her into the Loom. Loom ate her. Everyone was like, "You got to see the sisters go." Oh, I sense a disturbance in the force, and then they jump. And uh, like four years, four months, just four months oh, oh, ahead. Yes. And they're like, did it, did it work? <laughs> and then they kind of looked around <laughs> and they're like, I think the loom is still around. It's in people's watches. I, I don't know if it worked. And so they have to look to see if the loom still exists. And then they find out it's Gideon instead of the loom. And then the, they did actually destroy the loom. The one thing that they were working on the entire season to destroy they did it they they did destroy it they just didn't realize it which was odd yeah i mean it's ultimately as we were talking about the looms like atropos i mean i she dies but all i know is that she's just a, a ruthless killer since she's the cutter of string of fate strings right. anyway um, right 
so we just play her as ruthless, but I know nothing else about her. She says yeah. two words, and she likes to beat up people. Yeah, Ivan of the chat's calling her the Luminator, and I thought that was that's very accurate. That's very much what it is. Oh, uh, and apparently, according to Chris Mo in the chat, they finished filming in January for the whole season, so this was not COVID related. It was just, it was just a rushed season. I felt. Yeah. Okay. For uh, for as much as we lamented about, I uh, I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of fun episodes this season, and then there were a couple episodes that were kind of eh, but I felt like. In previous seasons, the legends have done at least a little bit better in integrating and ramping up the villains with right. the story. So that by the end of the season, it's like, all right, yeah, it makes sense that things are kind of resolving here and we've got the time to break it all down. Yeah, it looks like they were kind of following that formula because they end up going into a museum and the Museum of Bad Ideas. And in the Museum of Bad Ideas, when they're in the techno loom, watch world of of the loomingness uh they they go into this whole hall full of encores including marie antoinette but marie antoinette's the only one i really recognized that we faced this season so i thought that was a that was almost an option an opportunity to bring back all of these encores and have like a fight with all of these villains we've already faced like you know Rasputin bring Rasputin back have someone else from the encores that you can kind of have fun with and instead they were kind of new encores and Marie Antoinette who was maybe one of the tamest of the encores even though she had a familiar face so that's why we liked her so it was odd it is true because if you're going to choose one to reprise then you should choose all of them because otherwise it seems weird to just have have the one, uh, you know, even though it was great, she had left the show. So it was nice to see her come back, but um, you know, if she's coming back, let's see her boy Ray come back as well too. But uh, yeah. One uh, thing though, one thing though, that was the best part of this episode is of course, Cisco and the thong song making a cameo appearance, which I did not see coming. Did you expect Cisco to be in the season finale? All right, well, first, to ask you, Dave Child, I mean, because this is the Museum of Bad Ideas or Terrible Ideas, uh, how do you rank Cisco's The Thon Song? Do you think that is one of the most terrible things that have been put onto humanity? No, 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 no. It is not a terrible idea at all. In fact, it's one of, it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic. And also, I feel like it's something that if you were around in... 1999 enough to kind of be if you were old enough to kind of know a little bit about what the world's going on those lyrics are seared into your brain i think you could like you can at least find a group of i don't know what the cutoff is it might be it might be like 25 age 25 right now or something but you could start singing the thong song and everyone else could sing it with you I think there's like under 25, you're going to have a harder time. But like uh, around 25, it's so it's nice. It is like a, I feel like the thong song, if anything, it's a cultural mecca. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it connects, it connects all of us in some way if we were around in, in 99 to kind of enough to know what's going on. So I don't, I wouldn't call them a mistake at all. And 
I do appreciate Cisco actually being in this episode, even though they're kind of poking fun at him. Well, I mean, he doesn't have much going on anyway, so... Uh, well, I guess. And he is very proud of the thong song. I do. The, the one little Cisco fact I know is that he did sing the thong song to his bride at his own wedding. So that's how very much proud of the thong song he actually is. So I, I am sure that is a, a, a song that has helped set him up for the rest of his life. So sing it wherever you want, but you've earned it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but a question for you, Dave Child, because I know between the two of us, uh, you are... Uh, more going to the clubs and breaking it down yeah. and partying. Uh, oh, yeah. how, often, how often these days, other than if you're listening to like a, a throwback music channel, are you hearing the thong song? Well, at the dance parties I go to, pretty often. I, it comes up pretty often. Granted, those are good dance parties. So I don't know if about these other bad dance parties that you go to. <laughs> but... Or if you go to the club, maybe it doesn't play. But if you go to the good dance parties and they know anything about getting getting down, then yeah, Thong Song is gonna be on there. Along with a a lot of choice Robin hits. That's what I that's that's how I know it's a good party. If you're doing if you're playing Call Your Girlfriend, Dancing on My Own, Thong Song, you're set. You're all set. Excellent. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Child will be posting his music list for successful dance parties on sure. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Cisco here, so they, uh, basically for the legends, according to exec- uh, co-show runner Phil Clemmer, he uh, had to make a terrifying phone call to Cisco because it was four days away from filming the finale what? and they hadn't reached out to him yet. They hadn't secured oh, the right. <laughs> so... He he was worried it wasn't going to be an easy sell, and uh, of course they required him to sing Steen or Yang exhibit and sing a thong song. Uh, so the difficult part was explaining that the episode wasn't so much dissing the thong song as it was celebrating the 2000 summer anthem. Uh, but imagine Cisco, who's never seen an episode of Legends of Tomorrow in his life, mm-hmm. getting a call from the co-showrunner and then being explained the concept of the show, uh, and then uh, but he was game. He, he said, "All right, yeah, I'll do it." Oh, it's so good. Oh, I and, love that. <laughs> uh, he, uh, not only did Cisco turn up on set fully costumed and with his hair dyed. Oh, yeah, of course. But he also brought his signature dragon microphone. Yeah. The, oh, oh, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed the signature <laughs> dragon microphone was there. <laughs> it was, it's an aspect of Cisco you often forget, but it is, uh, it is there. It, the hair needs to constantly. I wonder how long he's going to have that hair. Are we going to see Cisco 20, 30 years from now still singing the thong song with silver hair? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like it's not Cisco if I don't see him in silver hair. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, Maybe by that point, he'll just replace his body with a robot. So his entire body will be silver, but he'll have real hair. That's the <laughs> twist. <laughs> so out of all the legends the one that seems to most appreciate the awesomeness of cisco is nate does that surprise you no if there's one if he's the most adorable of the group i would say and i find that his his love of pop lame pop culture stuff is what makes him so lovable so i think he's uh that's a right up nate alley's and plus seeing him dance and do that kind of step the cisco yeah. step <laughs> that was great. That was so perfect. 
<laughs> so uh, the legends uh, duke it out in the Museum of Bad Ideas there. And, uh, but they're, you know, they're struggling and they probably need a little support. And that's from their, their, their fellow teammate, but who's also a fake Charlie. And Charlie has been all reticent on helping him. They, the legends have already approached her uh, earlier in the episode and she's declined. No, no, no. They're, my sister's too powerful. I can't do this. And it's not until uh, Lita, Rory's daughter, comes in and says, hey, you know, I shouldn't even be here either, but I am and you can do it too. That she, <laughs> that she goes in and helps him out. Uh, yeah, I, Charlie's, Charlie was way too passive for, for a villain that is centered around her and her backstory, she was incredibly passive this whole season. Yeah, I, I think they kind of dropped the ball on Charlie. I don't know, like, they had the, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but, like, I feel like they had the option to really explore her character. Um, but she sang a good song at the end. That was the positive thing with Charlie. Great. Excellent. Yeah, but it's just, it's a bummer. Like, I, how can I be invested in a character kind of overcoming uh, right. their past, if that character doesn't even seem concerned about it as well. It's also not like they spent a lot of time building up Charlie as a coward this entire time. You know, it's it kind of came out of nowhere. I, I, so it was suddenly like a character trait that we we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. She has, she's a coward. She has trouble like kind of standing up to her family. That's not, that was not, that's not something we saw um so it was very odd it was very strange yeah because we only saw the one episode where they first encountered the fates out in the forest on the supernatural set and charlie cowers and reverts to a childlike version of herself when she sees animals but other than that we don't actually see them all together until the second to the last uh right before the tv episode where the legends have all possibly died other than that we've never seen the three of them together and we never see how their dynamic works yeah, it would be nice to see them as like an actual family, like the dynamics of a family of really loving each other, but also hating each other. So it was very strange. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise it's like, okay, sure, Charlie, I guess this is terrible. I mean, we know from the way that the show is playing it is that this is a terrible, terrible life that the the fates have imposed on everybody, that we know that they're the bad guys, but we're only taking, we're, we're, we're believing that because that's what we're shown. We're never mm-hmm. actually getting a chance to see the family exhibit any of those traits make you go like, yeah, these guys suck. Yeah, they really are terrible. Well, the the, the one person we know they're pretty bad is the Terminator fate because we got to see her kind of be a dick. <laughs> we got to see her kind of yeah. be mean. And we do know that the other fate was manipulating um, in hell. You know, she was kind of Astra's like ma- manipulator in a lot of ways. So it's I I don't know if it's that was a character trait of hers that we got to see a little bit, but we didn't get to see them all together and what they're like as a family. So. It, it, that, I mean, I was more invested in the in the um, conversation between Astra and the oldest fate than right. I was between Charlie and her. Uh, because like because that was a relationship they actually spent time with. Yeah. And we felt like we kind of know what they're like, Astra and that fate. So, um, so we uh, we get, uh, as Dave mentioned earlier, the great big hug that is given <laughs> to the eldest fate and says, uh, hey, yeah, we're, we're all human now. It's great. Just live your life. It's going to be good times. Uh, enjoy the chaos of life. And then just leaves her. That's it. 
So this, <laughs> it made me like there was a couple of scenes later where I was like, wait, is that it? Is that really that was it? We we moved on to another thing, and it was very it was very odd. Uh, it was uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like we don't even see a scene of Charlie coming back. Like oh, yeah, I just hugged her and let her, and she's gonna let her go. <laughs> you were like, what? Is that it? Or that's cool? Or sure? Uh, I I have no idea. I mean, I guess she's just gonna you know maybe set up an eBay store or an Etsy site. Right, right. Yeah, that's uh, that's her fate now. She's just <laughs> making actual looms. That's that's she's just working on actual looms. <laughs> so the other big thing that we have to resolve this episode is that we've seen that Zari 1.0 returns as well. So we've mm-hmm. got the problem of two Zaris, and uh, which seems fine because that's cool. But unfortunately, it's not for Barad because he's being torn apart by the dueling timelines. Yeah, this was the best part of the episode, I actually felt, because this was interesting, and I kind of liked... I mean, one, I missed old Zari. A lot of people in the chat are talking about, like, how much they missed old Zari. And it was nice to have her back, and also to have this interesting dynamic of them uncomfortable with one another, and especially the new Zari's love interest with Constantine. And the old Zari being like, oh, that's a little, it's a little much. Um, and them also interacting with their brother. That that was really nice. It was unfortunate though. And I'm seeing this in a lot of the chat too, where it just seems like, I think we all, we all liked Zari 1 a little bit better than Zari 2. So when they did have to choose and we ended up getting Zari 2 by the end, I felt a little disappointed. I kind of liked Zari one, and I kind of miss Zari one. And they, but it's it it's it's good that the actress made them two distinct people. They were really great. Yeah, it's uh, because I felt like Zari two point by the towards the end of the season before one point came back, she had gotten more. Uh, she developed more, so I was like, all right, cool. I kind of she kind of yeah. matured a bit, and I was interested to see where this was going. And then 1.0 comes back, and you even see at the beginning of this episode where, uh, like, Zari 2.0 is like reverted back to her old self. She's just very, 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 very vapid, surfing the phone, taking selfies. Yeah. So whether that's just her her mechanism of coping with this, like, oh, this really cool version of myself is back. You know, screw it. I'm just gonna, you know, be shallow now. So yeah, making maybe, her brother even drag some bodies rather than helping out dragging bodies. Come on. That's not what you do. I mean, and I know we saw the scene a few episodes ago with with the two of them in the loom together, but if this was going to be Zari 1.0 saying goodbye, I think I would have liked still one more scene between the two of them, kind of 1.0 giving like 2.0, like, hey, you are great as well. Don't feel like you have to compare yourself to me. You'd be the best version of you that you want. That would have been, that would have been very nice. That would have been very nice. And it would also see like, I don't know. It would be nice to see her growth because I think you're right. I think they kind of reverted her back to her more shallow self as soon as like the other Zari came out. So it was kind of hard. But. Yeah. Uh, the only, I have to admit, as much as I enjoy Nate, uh, I did not enjoy that scene of Nate and Zari saying their goodbye. It seemed, it, it felt like it lacked, it lacked heart, it lacked emotion. I just, I think I wanted to feel more out of the scene of Nate and Zari saying goodbye. I just didn't feel Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as good as like Nate saying goodbye to Vixen. 
You know, when Nate said goodbye to Vixen, it was like, we kind of felt that. And now it was just kind of, and Nate's in the same scenario. And I think that's why it was almost weaker because they realized, oh man, we're being really bad to, to Nate. Like it's, I, I think we got to like, I think we got to make it seem like it's not such a big deal. She's going back in the totem because she didn't die. She's just hanging out in the totem, but that's two of his love interests are in that totem right now. So, (laughs) well, no, no, the the Vixen's in a different totem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure those totems get together and they hang out in their own little totem parties. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You know, (laughs) you know, Uh, so Zari does, I mean, I felt maybe a little bit more when Zari's saying goodbye to all the other legends maybe a little bit more uh, than I did with her saying goodbye to Nate. Right. But still, it still felt like kind of underwhelming. And I was kind of bummed by that. Yeah, it could have been a lot harder. It was like, it, it was sad. It did have like sad moments and I did feel for Nate, but it, it, they could have hit it harder. It was just kind of like, they were trying to fit so much into this episode. It had that season finale feel. I felt like this was one of those things. It was like, oh, and this... And we also get like Charlie leaving at the end too, and that felt very like, oh, okay. I guess no more. I guess no more Charlie. I guess this is the end of Charlie as well. And it felt that didn't feel. But also, it's like, how can I feel? I can't really feel anything about her leaving because I never really got a chance to even feel for her uh, during her time on the show. Right. You know, I think it's. I think you could feel for the actor separately than the part. So you're like, oh, she's she's saying goodbye to the show, and so you feel bad. Like, oh, I'm saying goodbye to this actor. That's 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 enjoyable in the role. Right. But in terms of the character, which is like, you haven't, I have not invested. You haven't invested me in two seasons in this character. So if she's leaving, yeah. all right, see you later. Uh, so we do see at the end that uh, while Charlie heads back into the club to hang out with the stink and enjoy life, the rest the of the smell, life, the smell. The, Oh, whoops. I said the stink it up. The stink. Uh, whoops. Uh, note to Ryan, the producer, in the recap, I called it the stink. You want to change it? <laughs> oh, no. It's been weeks. It's been weeks. I was doing this in memory. Right. <laughs> whoops. There you go. Seeing how the sausage is made here at After Buzz TV. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, luckily, it's only one mention Ryan said at the bottom. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, as the legends head back to the Wave Rider, all of a sudden Sarah hears or senses something, and then she is taken up uh, by an alien ray into a spaceship, and then it, it takes off into the to the galaxy. Right. Uh, which leads into what we've already talked about season six going to be in outer space. Uh, out of all the legends, is, how do you feel about Sarah being the one abducted? I mean, I think we even predicted it last time, right? Like, it makes sense. Because it makes it feel like she's the glue that holds the legends together. So losing her is going to kind of make everyone kind of in disarray. And they all have to. And now, like, you know, Ava's the captain because they're dual captains. Um, but still, it's definitely, I, I could definitely see the team being more motivated to save her than anyone else who would be abducted in the group. So I'm curious to see what happens. It, it um, so as we know, it's just uh, Maisie leaving Legends. Everybody else is coming back, which is cool, especially with Matt Ryan, because you thought like, well, 
it made sense for two seasons ago when they started doing some magic and even last this season with encores. Right. Uh, it's like, Hey, makes sense to have Constantine in there. Uh, when I first heard that they're heading into space for next season, I was like, eh, I wonder if that means the end for Constantine, but he's sticking around and I'm interested to see how Constantine got deals when he's in space. Right. And uh, in the chat, we have also Rabner28 saying it's going to be the Thanagarians. In an earlier season, Stein mentioned that the next time the two planets will be close will be the year 2021. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Do you think that's the case? Do you think I mean, that's going to happen? I, yeah, I mean, I guess. Do I, do I want, I mean... Maybe it's a, maybe the show can win me over from the first season of Hawkman and Hawkgirl. But we also have people in the chat saying the showrunner wants uh, the aliens to have no faces and like no big theme so far. Like you know, it's they might kind of start from scratch with the aliens. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I mean, I feel like the show. If you're gonna make, well, I mean, they had the fates and they weren't necessarily like tied into any big DC lore. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, part of me is like, hey, if you're going to bring this alien race in, does it make sense to have them tied into DC lore? Or it's just a created alien race and the alien races they might interact with during the course of the season are the ones right. tied in DC lore. So, yeah. we'll see. Uh, we'll see who the yeah. aliens are. Overall, Dave Child, I mean, we talked about it before, but now that the season's officially over, how do you rate this episode, this season overall, in terms of all five seasons of Legends? Hmm. I think it was, I think there were stronger seasons. There were some great episodes. I loved when it got wacky. I loved when it really embraced the comedy aspect of this. But, and those were like some really strong episodes. But overall, the season arc that we keep talking about isn't as strong as like previous seasons. So I, I think it would be, it's, I think it's still better than the first season. I think it's, it's still gotten like, I think it's better than the, I don't know, like it, it, it kind of found its footing with the Legion of Doom, this whole show. And I think that's like maybe the best season. And the one right after was also pretty good. And this one is just kind of like, it's, it's not as good as the other ones, but I still think it's like, it's still better than one because one, it hadn't quite kind of figured out what to do yet. You know, I, as even though we had our, uh, the, the bonkersness of the concept of last season of them going to, to, to Hank World, <laughs> you know, um, the emotion, uh, the emotion at the end of, of Nate coming, being, of being brought back to life by the power of song, kind of bringing everybody back together. Right. The emotion of that was great. That's what I, that kind of feeling I had during that scene, the, the show was successful in getting that. Point, making me invested in those characters in that moment to really buy into that emotion and I felt like I it suffered I wanted that in the end of this season and it just never came uh, right. so for me you know I, I mean I would still probably put this as probably my least uh, no season one then this is then this is probably my second least favorite yeah yeah I mean that's pretty accurate but there's still a lot of stuff that I liked and I'm glad Berard's staying for next season, too. I like him. Yeah. I like his character. I like that guy as an actor. And I want to see what they're able to do with him. So 
I think next season it could be really fun. So it's the important thing. And it is crucial that he was up to a uh, series regular for next season, which is great. Yeah. Uh, now we saw our, our beloved uh, Ray Palmer, uh, Brandon Routh. He left mid season. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you think, do you know, did you feel his absence the rest of the season? Were you like, nah, I, I'm, I'm fine with Ray being gone. There really wasn't anything else I needed to see with him. Um, I mean, I like him a lot, so I could have used him coming back. It also felt odd to have to to not have him in this last episode. I felt like they could have figured out a way to bring him back just for the last episode. It might have been nice, especially since they had like Courtney Ford like there. It would have been mm-hmm. nice to have him there as well. But I don't know. It's I I. I guess I understand what they're trying to build a new kind of group, but I still th- think they could have used him for more episodes and another season even. I would have liked to see what he's like in space. And also his suit is pro- would probably be pretty useful in space. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It would have been nice to see him interact with the, uh, with the TV episode too. So, I, I do miss him. I mean, as always with Legends, there always seems to be some talk of like, oh, no, next season's going to be the last. Next season's going to be the last. They said that for uh, for this season, but they're coming back already for season six. Right. Uh, there's nothing said as of right now that that's that it's the last season. Uh, if I feel like whenever the last season comes along, uh, I feel like we would still, I think we'd see Ray before, before the show ends completely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I... I I mean, I could even see the next time you see Ray is probably with Ray and Nora and they've just had a kid, maybe, or something right. like that. Uh, you know, also I mean, in the chat, can... Red Eyes Entertainment brought up Rich Cho, who they've introduced as like, you know, wasn't he the, the he becomes the Adam in the comic for at least a short period of time. So he could be coming in as the Adam at some point, but I don't know. That's true, because when we spent so much time with him on that Crisis crossover, that to not have him involved, uh, I mean, I haven't seen him followed up in any of the shows this season, Nothing. so it's surprising to me because it's, I mean, tailor made to take up the mantle. Um, yeah, especially if you're having the Adam leave and you're introducing another Adam, kind of feels like you're doing something there. But you know, I mean, I feel like of all the shows, I think Legends is the hardest. As much as I'd like to see him on it, only because he's got a family, he's got a newborn ki- child. How it's tough. I mean, to have him be able to be away for lengths of time on missions, even in a, even in a time machine, I still think right. that puts hurdles. And how do you keep justifying how he's able to stick around for multiple episodes? Right, right. Uh, which is a bummer because I, I I do like that. So it is for that because I've not seen anything posted online in terms of any sort of stories about where he's going to be followed up on uh, in any of the series. Yeah. And uh, I think I might have said the wrong name. Was it Ryan Choi? Is it Ryan Choi? Okay. Is yeah, it's Ryan Choi. I think I said, there's someone in the chat said Rich Choi, and that's what I went for. I'm like, I didn't think that was right. Okay, that's cool. His, Ryan Choi. That's his twin brother. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, this is it. Dave Child, we've made it through another season of Legends of Tomorrow. We've done it. We've done it. Can you believe it? Look at that. And, uh, you know, I- I'm going to say now that uh, both Dave and I are super excited 
to get on board the Wave Rider whenever season six comes out in 2021. Look at that smile on Dave Child's face. Oh, boy. Go. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, when we make it to 2021, let's let's all rejoice. <laughs> That's right. We'll be, we'll be close to Thanagar, uh, and all will be well. Great. <laughs> uh, folks that's going to do it for the season finale thank you for your patience there i know it's been several weeks but uh as dave mentioned at the top of the episode many other things uh of importance were happening in the world so yes. uh yes so understandably we took a, uh, a sit down to you know to listen to uh help out how we can and uh now we're uh, so thanks for your patience as well as, as we come back to wrap up the season yeah. And if you uh, follow me on Twitter at MRDaveChild and Instagram on MRDaveChild, I'm trying to post here and there as much as you can to see how you could help Black Lives Matter and also different ways you can kind of reevaluate what's going on in the world, look at yourself, look at the rest of the world and see what you can do to kind of go out and help no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, there's a lot we can do to help uh, Black Lives Matter and, and all that jazz so keep paying attention follow us um we're gonna try to do our best to, to be as responsible as we can to kind of spread some love and information during this time oh look at that thank you dave child uh well oh, actually one thing before we uh, wrap up real quick is astra i at the end of the season she basically is just going to be living at constantine's house just kind of mm-hmm. like being a, a roommate uh in terms of uh, uh wrapping up for that character are you happy with that i mean i guess we'll see i guess she'll be there and uh, i'm is she gonna go into space with them or are we gonna have like this house continue to be kind of a, a set that we can always visit i don't know i'll okay. see what they do with it i think her character needs a lot of work too i don't think they've put in a lot except for just the fact that she's lived in hell and I don't quite know who she is as a person, personally. Yeah. Like, I don't have a sense of her as well as I do other characters in the show. So, we'll see. That's true. I mean, I guess if you're living in hell, it's tough to get a lot of interests, a lot of hobbies, I suppose. Right. I don't know. Right. That's, so, maybe her getting introduced <laughs> to the world is something. And she also, like, because she was in hell for so long, she somewhat knows magic and she's tied in with magic. So, and she comes from a magical family. So we'll see if she's able to do it. Yeah, uh, because I'm figuring like the interpretation of hell. If you are in hell, are you clueless to the ways of the modern world? Or because there are always constantly people coming in from whatever present time it is, you're kind of up to date on what things are and how things work. Right. So, so, I, I mean, if you come out of hell after spending the majority of your life there are you feel like oh yeah i know how everything works or do you are you more the fish out of water yeah i if they're if they're smart i think she'll be more of a fish out of water and they'll have fun with that character that way so we'll see oh well ladies and gentlemen uh that was a little little tangent as as dave and i like to do before uh-huh. we get to the official wrap-up but as always folks like us on facebook give us those five stars on itunes subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, thank everybody for hopping in the chat and, and breaking it down with us and uh, looking at this beard that has grown over the, the last several uh, months. So uh, no, nowhere near as good as uh, Dave Child, though. I well, nah, I got the mustache. I got to fit this under a mask. So that's why I got the what can fit under a mask thing. You just you're just covering up. You're just like 
wrapping your whole face up like a like a mummy, I assume, when you're going out. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, I feel like my, my goal is to grow this up so it becomes a mask. Oh, right. Perfect. I don't think that's in the CDCs. I don't oh. think that'll work, but, you know, might as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but if you want to stay in touch with either Dave or myself during this long hiatus, Dave Child, where can they find you to, 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 to listen to everything you've got to say? You can find me at MR Dave Child on the Twitter and the Instagram at DaveChild.com. Right now, I'm not on any other AfterBuzz shows, but we'll see. Who knows what happens? So uh, keep following. And I was all, also on an episode of my friend's show, which has a swear in the title, but it's called <laughs> F Boys of Literature. And I got to talk about The Shining and all the, and all, all the themes in The Shining, including like toxic masculinity addiction all that stuff so uh, listen to that i just posted about it recently so check that out nice and you were also on the missing out podcast uh recently as yes well, right? my friend's missing out podcast i talked about prom night too so that's uh i i like horror movies so it was nice to talk about that stuff <laughs> what about you frank where can i find you uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Happy Go Jackie. Uh, much like Dave Child, I'm not doing anything else as well except growing, uh, you know, growing this out, seeing if it works for me or not. I don't know. Uh, you know, jury's still out, but we'll, I'm worth chopping this beard. <laughs> so, uh, folks, that's going to do it for this season of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll be back in sometime in 2021 uh, with all new episodes right here on AfterBuzz TV. Speed off. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.